For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Messiah and the New Testament Application. This is part four of the series. The rabbis teach that the light dwells with the royal or the kingly Messiah. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 1, page 3, it is written, Rabbi Abba of Serungeya said, And the light dwells with him, alludes to the royal or the king Messiah. The New Testament application is that Yeshua is the light in the light of the world. In John chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 it is written, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, meaning all things were made by the one who was called the Word of God, who is Yeshua. In this we can see that Yeshua is the one who created the heavens and the earth, and he did it by his word. Psalm chapter 33, verse 6. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Life in Hebrew is high. And in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 15, it says, See, I've set before you this day life and good and death and evil. And it's speaking about the commandments of the Torah. And in verse 19 of Deuteronomy chapter 30, it says, And I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. So choosing life is choosing following the Torah and the commandments of the God of Israel and the one who gave the Torah, who is Yeshua. Yeshua not only created the heavens and the earth, but he gave the Torah. So in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Yeshua is the life, but if you choose Yeshua, you keep his commandments. He said in John chapter 14, verse 15. So in Yeshua and in the Torah is life, because they're one and the same, they're synonymous with each other, and this life is the light of men. The Torah is called light. In Proverbs, in chapter 6, 
and verse 23, it is written, For the commandment is a lamp, and the Torah is light. So Yeshua is light, and the Torah is light. Yeshua is life, and the Torah is life. John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. There was a man sent from God whose name was Yochanan, or John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that is Yeshua, that all men through him might believe. John was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Yeshua referred to himself as the light of the world in John chapter 8 verse 12 and in John chapter 9 verse 5 as it is written. Then spake Yeshua again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. Walking in darkness means not following Torah. If Yeshua and the Torah are light, if you walk in darkness, you're not following Torah and you're not believing in Yeshua. But you shall have the light of life. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Yeshua also referred to himself as the light and the light of the world in John chapter 12 verses 36 and 46. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may be the children of light. These things spake Yeshua and departed and did hide himself from them. John chapter 12 verse 46. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. The rabbis teach from Micah chapter 2 verse 13 that the Messiah is the one who breaks forth. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah volume 2 to Genesis on page 799 it says and it came to pass as he drew back his hand and she said wherefore hast thou made a breach for yourself Genesis in chapter 38 and verse 29 Genesis chapter 38 and verse 29 speaks about the birth of Perez. And she meant this one is greater than all who will make breaches. A play on the meaning of Perez. For from thee will arise he of whom it is written, the breaker is gone up before them. Micah chapter 2 and verse 13. Let's look at some other references where the rabbis give the understanding and interpretation that Micah chapter 2 verse 13 speaks about the Messiah. The first reference is from the book Found the Great Shofar by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson on page 19 where he writes, Our sages associate Mashiach with the word Peret, the one who breaks through, or as in the verse he who breaks through shall ascend before them. This is the task of the Messiah, to break through barriers, or barriers Barriers of Exile. In the Torah Anthology of the Twelve Prophets, Volume 2, on page 26, in commenting about Micah chapter 2, verse 13, which the first part of the verse says, the one who makes a breach goes up before them, the commentary reads, the scripture speaks here of a Savior who will deliver the Jewish people from their distress. Their deliverer breaks down enclosing fences, removes thorns, and sharp 
sharp obstructions to smooth the way before them. Possibly this alludes to the Messianic king, and we've seen references where this definitely refers to the Messianic king. In the book Living with Mashiach by Rabbi Emmanuel Shohet on page 35, the commentary to Micah chapter 2 verse 13 in the book reads, Of Mashiach it is said, the Peretz, the one who breaks through, i.e. the one who clears all obstacles and barriers, is gone up before them. Micah chapter 2 verse 13. The New Testament application to the Messiah being the breaker or the one who breaks through is associated with Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12 and the parallel to this in Luke chapter 16 verse 16. The understanding of Matthew chapter 11 verse 12 which reads from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The Hebraic understanding of this comes from an explanation found in the book Understanding the Difficult Words of Jesus by David Biven and Roy Blizzard Jr. Beginning on page 123, they're going to explain how Hebraically that this verse is associated to Micah chapter 2 verse 13, the one who breaks through, the one who breaks forth, and how this is associated with the Messiah. And the explanation will show how Yeshua is associating himself with this thought. This saying is certainly difficult to understand. It is not just ordinary Christians who have been stumped by it. There seems to be no satisfactory explanation of this verse even in scholarly literature. Apparently, a great deal of violence is connected with the kingdom of heaven. However, that does not agree very well with the rest of the teachings of Yeshua. Many and varied have been the attempts on part of the ministers and scholars alike to explain this passage. The key to its understanding turns out to be an old rabbinic interpretation or midrash of Micah chapter 2 verse 13 discovered by Professor Flusser. And I've shared with you some references and other places regarding Micah chapter 2 verse 13. Micah chapter 2 verses 12 and 13 reads, I will gather all of you Jacob. I will collect the remnant of Israel. I will put them all together like sheep in a fold, like a flock inside its pen. It will be noisy and crowded with people. So verse 12 speaks about the house of Jacob and them being likened unto sheep that is going through a pen and the rush to get through that pen. And then the verse says the breech maker, or in Hebrew the poretz, goes through before them. And this is understood to be the Messiah. On page 124 of Understanding the Difficult Words of Jesus... It goes on to say, Then they break out, passing through the gate. They leave by it. Their king passes through before them, their lord at their head. These verses are full of rich imagery. It is a picture of a shepherd penning up his sheep for the night. He quickly builds a fold by throwing up a makeshift rock fence against the side of a hill. The next morning, to let the sheep out, he makes a hole or a breach in the fence by tossing some of the stones aside. He steps through his gate with 
the sheep following close behind. They have been penned up all night and can hardly wait to get out of their cramped quarters. Of course, they push and shove, several trying to get through at once, literally breaking through, further breaching the little gate in their eagerness to get out and into the green pasture. Finally, they burst out into the open spaces, rushing headlong after their shepherd. In Micah chapter 2 verse 13, the breach maker and the king are, of course, the same person. But in the rabbinic interpretation discovered by Professor David Flusser, they are two different persons. The breach maker is interpreted as being Elijah and their king as the Messiah, the branch of the son of David. Now, we can begin to understand what Yeshua is saying. He is not only hinting at Micah chapter 2 verse 13, but also at a well-known rabbinic interpretation of it. The kingdom of heaven, he says, is breaking forth, not suffering violence. And every person in the kingdom of heaven is breaking forth. Literally, those who are breaking out break out in it or by means of it, not the violent take it by force. Compare Luke chapter 16, 16, which is the parallel to Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. So this Hebraic thought got lost in the translation. Two tremendous things are now happening simultaneously. The kingdom is bursting forth into the world like water from a broken dam, and individuals within the kingdom are finding liberty and freedom. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, as in the Midrash, Elijah, or John the Baptist, is the breach maker, the parrot. He makes the breach in the rock fence and goes through first. He has opened the way. He is the Elijah of Malachi 3.1 and Malachi chapter 4 verses 5 and 6 who goes before the Lord to prepare his way. As in the Midrash, Yeshua the king follows Yochanan. Yeshua is the Lord himself who leads the sheep through the gate. It is a powerful image. Yeshua is again teaching his disciples about the kingdom of heaven, his movement. It started when Yeshua began calling disciples through John's active ministry, the days of John the Baptist. Since then, the kingdom of heaven has been breaking out. Those who are following Yeshua are eager to break through or break out into liberty and freedom that is brought about from Yeshua and from his redemptive work. Thus, the kingdom is breaking out and the members of the kingdom are breaking out. In Micah and also in the Midrash, it is the Lord and his sheep who are breaking out. The Rabbis teach that the Messiah has healing in his wings. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 390, it is written, Thus says the Lord, Where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, wherewith I have put her away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities you were sold, and for your transgressions was your mother put away. Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 1. With Moses too, did I make this condition concerning them as it says if you lend money to any of my people even the poor with you you shall not be to him as a creditor Exodus chapter 22 verse 24 but if you transgress these commands I will hand over to pledges it goes on to say that is until the coming of the Messiah and of the Messiah it is written of him but unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness 
righteousness arise with healing in his wings. This is Malachi chapter 3 verse 20 in a Jewish published Bible, but in the King James, this is Malachi in chapter 4 and verse 2. The New Testament application that the Messiah has healing in his wings is understood that on the corner of one's garment in the Torah it was commanded to wear fringes or zitzit. This is found in Numbers chapter 15 and verses 37 through 40 as it is written. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and bid them that they make them fringes or zitzit in the borders of their garments throughout their generations and that they put upon the fringe of their borders a thread of blue. And it shall be upon you for a fringe that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and to do them and that you seek not after your own heart and your own eyes after which you used to go whoring that you may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. So the rabbis teach the Messiah has healing in his wings and on the wings or the corners of the garments you are to wear fringes or zitzit. The New Testament application is found in Mark chapter 5 verse 25 through verse 29 it is written in a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse when she had heard of Yeshua she came in the press behind and touched his garment she's touching the corner of his garment which contains the zitzit which that represents remembering to keep the Torah or the commandments of of the God of Israel. And it's when we keep the Torah of the commandments, which is our life, Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19, is how we get healed of our plague or the negative consequences of sin. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. So Yeshua has healing on the corner of his garments. The rabbis teach that the Messiah will reveal the inner meaning and in the known as the sowed of the Torah, the hidden meanings, the mysteries, the spiritual application of the Torah is called the sowed of the Torah. In the book, Anticipating the Redemption by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, volume 2, page 36, he writes, Mashiach will be called both a teacher and a king. Mashiach will teach the Torah to the entire Jewish people and convey a fine, discerning, and knowledgeable application of the Torah's inner meanings. Because of this influence, Messiah will be considered as a teacher or a rabbi. Rabbi Schneerson writes in his book, From Exile to Redemption, Volume 1, page 158, that the sowed is the deeper meaning and deeper dimension of the words of Scripture. When we read Scripture, we primarily 
understand it at its surface level, which is known as the Peshat, the literal. But what we read literally has a deeper or a spiritual meaning or application. This is known as the Sod. And the Messiah is understood to come and to teach the Sod, the deeper meanings of the Torah. So therefore, Rabbi Schneerson writes, the coming of Mashiach is the revelation of the innermost mystical dimension of the Torah. Rabbi Schneerson goes on to say regarding this concept in his book, From Exile to Redemption, Volume 2, page 10, Mashiach will teach all of Israel the mystical or the deeper understanding of the Torah and the reasons hidden within the Torah, which will be revealed in the future time. This is alluded to in the verse, He kisses me with the kisses of his mouth. That is Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 2, on which Rashi writes, There is a promise from God that he will again appear to the Jewish people to explain them its secret reasons and hidden mysteries. The New Testament application is that the Torah is likened unto a proverb, and the Torah contains hidden understandings. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 6 says, To understand a proverb in the interpretation, the words of the wise. The words of the wise is a deeper understanding of Torah, which is called wisdom, and their dark sayings. Now, Matthew chapter 13, verses 10 and 11, it is written, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why do you speak unto them in parables? which Proverbs 1.6 defines as being words of the wise. And Yeshua answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries, which is the sowed of the Torah, of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God, which is the Torah of God, which is done in parables and proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 6, in a mystery or a sowed, even the hidden sowed wisdom. The rabbis teach that the Messiah will seek the lost sheep of Israel. Israel. In the book From Exile to Redemption, volume 1, page 14, Rabbi Menachem Schneerson writes, The Midrash relates that when Moshe Rabbeinu noticed one day that a lamb had run away from the flock and had strayed in the wilderness, he left the flock and ran after it in order to bring it back. From this we can learn how meaningful every Jew is in the eyes of Moshe Rabbeinu, even if he is a Jew who has run away from the flock. And since the first Redeemer, Moses is called the first Redeemer, is also the last Redeemer, that is a reference to the Messiah, it is clear that what is true of Moses is likewise true of Mashiach. So Mashiach will go after those lost sheep who have strayed away. The New Testament application is found in Matthew chapter 18, verses 11 and 12, where we're told how Yeshua seeks the lost sheep of Israel. It is written, For the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. How think ye? If a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, does he not leave the ninety and nine and go into the mountains and seek that which is gone astray, that one sheep which is strained from the flock? Continuing on, Matthew 18, verses 13 and 14, And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoices more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine 
9, which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. In Mark chapter 6, verse 34, we also can see how Yeshua sought the lost sheep of Israel. And Yeshua, when he came out, saw much people, or the multitude, and he was moved with compassion, mercy, toward them, because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Yeshua is the good shepherd. John chapter 10 verse 11 and verse 14 it is written, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. John chapter 10 verse 17, Yeshua explains because he's the good shepherd, he is willing to lay down his life for the benefit and goodwill of the sheep. Therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. The rabbis teach that Jonah symbolizes Messiah ben Joseph or the suffering Messiah. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Messiah and the New Testament Application. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.